Welcome to the show, everybody. My name is Chris. I'm here with Alex Navarro and Peter Marchiafava. And you're up against the hard cap. Hello and welcome to another edition of the hard cap, everybody. My name's Peter and joining me today are Chris and Alex. Gentlemen, how are you loving my raspy voice this morning? It's very growly, Peter. I like it. Ooh, sexy, sexy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The mood. mood for what? I don't know. For sports <laughs> talk. Sportsing. Let's talk sports. Let's have some Ooh, sports. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's enough of that, gentlemen. Oh, man. That sounds great. So, <laughs> I should cut that going. Yeah. <laughs> only, only once I get my actual radio show, then I'll be able to be this guy. Oh, gosh. <laughs> There's always one of them, you know? Yep. Every radio station, some guy that talks like this on purpose. <laughs> I don't think and it's on purpose. Named... I think it's after decades of smoking cigars yeah. and cigarettes. That definitely doesn't hurt. <laughs> and his name is usually something like the rat or the gecko. <laughs> <laughs> the gecko does that? I thought he had a British accent. Welcome right. to Alex and the Gecko on okay. WKRP Cincinnati. <laughs> nice reference. <laughs> Uh, let's go to night court after we're done. <laughs> uh, even even, yeah, but there's even be some guys growing from our generation may not yeah, get that. Cheers to that. <laughs> Alex, you're ruining our reference of old shows <laughs> string we have going here. Oh, my bad. Keep, keep yeah, those up, were keep happy days, weren't they, Chris? They were. Uh, but, you know, Frazier. I guess we leave Joni and Chachi behind. <laughs> there's not a lot, uh, lot left to talk about. Yeah, you, know? but you mean Joni loves Chachi, right? They do actually, but I was talking to my friend Andy uh, mm. Griffith. Right? Oh yeah, and uh, we. You know, it was funny. He was really busy. He was trying to catch a genie. Um, but you know, in the I end, I dreamed of genie one time. I really did. Did you really? Yeah, I did. Huh. But then I realized that me and genie and uh, and the other guy is just a three's company. But you know, is it wasn't right. Did you have any family ties to those folks? Hmm. No, you know what? I didn't, but um, Dateline? <laughs> Damn it. No, I lost it. <laughs> Shut up. All right, let's move on. so close. All right, guys. <laughs> that was a good stretch. Bravo. On that was a good stretch. On today's episode, we are going to discuss um, Alex's trivia question of the week. We're going to get into an episode of Bruh. And of course, as always, we're going to have Alex's trivia question of next week and Matt gets answers. I, I, I'm kind of disappointed in the Bulls right now, man. They've been going through a bit of a slump, just culminating in that loss last night to the Bucks. It's it's not been pretty, guys. What do you think the Bulls still have? What it takes? They've got a lot. I mean, they're they're hovering around in that number three seed, and they've done better than what I thought they would do this season, given their injuries. Um, I, they've surprised me a lot, but the fact that they're zero and thirteen against the top teams in the NBA is a very scary fact that that tells me that even if they go to the playoffs, once they get to probably the second round, you know, they might not be able to get over the hump. But the positive here is that they've done all of this without some very key players, right? Some defensive studs. Um, so, you know, they get Lonzo ball back. They get Caruso back. Um, if they get Patrick Williams back, that can make a huge difference for this team. But I just like we've talked about before, I don't know how much you can count on Patrick Williams that he's coming off a pretty serious injury. They, they've got to have some time to mesh, and that will really show us what they're going to be able to do in the playoffs. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, what I've been hearing is, um, you know, Williams is actually improving a lot quicker than expected. So hopefully he'll, he might even be able to play this season uh, before the playoffs come around. But it's 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 a tight uh, playoff race right now. So if they keep losing, they could fall into, you know, the seventh seed, maybe even the eighth seed. And that, that's, that's going to be tough, uh, tough for them this year. Uh, so hopefully that's not the case, but, um, it's, it's, uh, it's not looking pretty. Also what's going on is the Lakers seem like they're dead in the water now. So I want to take back what I said a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> oh, come on. You don't think they still have it in them, Alex? Listen, historically, and, and I was just going by history here, guys, but historically these guys were able to pick up, you know, the bootstraps and, and turn things around after the all-star break. But that does that that seems far away from happening. This yeah, it year, definitely so. seems like they picked up those bootstraps and threw them into the river because they are no yeah. longer using them. It's uh no, they, they threw them into the the fans because they're talking back at them. <laughs> oh my lord. <laughs> fights with them. So it's it's even getting uglier. Uh, and and out you there. saw like LeBron the other day talking about like another GM. Oh, Sam Presti, that guy's doing great things. Like he just does not know when to stop pushing no no he doesn't he doesn't so i mean i think they're still gonna be in the a playing game uh so you know they might still get into the playoffs but it's uh they're not uh, a championship caliber list team uh you know this season especially with uh davis coming back so here's the thing alex i love your long streak of positivity around the lakers that you've had and i'm glad that you've finally seen the light it wasn't it's a long sad. streak it was it looked <laughs> Shut it was up. a couple weeks you know, here. Up. Let's let's, let's up. be realistic here. Nah. I think it would be great if they could get into the play-in, if they could make the playoffs. It probably No, be- they, they will get in the play-in. That's that's what, you know, I doubt they're going to fall that far. Yeah. Uh, right now it's really close with the Clippers, with with the Blazers. Um neither of those teams. Actually no, not the Clippers. I'm sorry. Uh New Orleans Pelicans uh in the Blazers. And neither of those teams I like are Pelicans. That's a team that I think is going to do some damage. That's good. That's a team that will surprise some people. They're better than the Lakers. And isn't that crazy to think about? The Pelicans are better than the Lakers. A lot of teams are better than the Lakers, Chris. <laughs> Oof. Just Most what they've the got on that Lakers. team. <laughs> on paper, that team is incredible. It's just so sad. No, it's so sad. On, on paper, that team is is Hall of Famers. But on, yeah, they're top heavy, man. They don't they don't yeah. have a bench. And when you've got, you know, your best Nowhere player who's consistently injured all over the place, it's it's just not going to work out, man. Yeah. Because LeBron is officially the second best player on that team. He's Anthony Davis has now surpassed him as far as talent or, you know, just with LeBron's age and all that. He just can't carry uh, it anymore. LeBron's got some career can, numbers he, going on this year. He's, yeah, he's, he's got some almost career 29 numbers. Points I wouldn't say games. there's no wins to go with that, man. That's what I'm talking about. Right. He used to have career numbers and have the wins to go with it. Like that's yeah. gone now. I would I would say that that Davis, um, you know, where he goes, the team goes. Uh, he's he's a vital part to the team, uh, but I wouldn't say that you know LeBron is a far second on that team. I think he's still a, a force, but he he really needs Davis to come back and play the MVP level, which I don't think he's going to. And and that's why I think they're dead in the water. But if anyone can turn it on, it is him. You're absolutely right. Yeah. All right, gentlemen. Alex. You want to talk about last week's trivia question? Yeah, last week's trivia question, which, Chris, you did not like this time. Did you not like that question? Why didn't you, yeah, why what's you up, like it on Twitter? I liked it. Ooh, my bad. I even retweeted it. <laughs> my, <laughs> he my, did. My tweeter game is, is not very good. <laughs> yeah, you need, you need to work on that. But the question is, what two players have the record with 50 points 
in an NBA Finals closeout game. Hmm. And I'll read it again. What two players have the record with 50 points in an NBA Finals closeout game? So I think I think the implication in that is that this is the the winning player on the winning team. All right. So uh Peter actually made his guesses on Twitter, and I believe it was Elgin Baylor, and was it LeBron James, the other one? I do believe so, yes. I'm so, so Elgin, right now. Yeah. And and Chris, what are, what are your two guesses? And you can have one guess. That's fine. You don't have to guess both of them. No, I think oh, I want to go with Russell and man, oh man, um, Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant and and is it Bill Russell? Bill Russell. Bill Russell. Okay. So uh yeah, Bill Russell really not known for scoring. He's he's not one of them. Kobe Bryant isn't uh isn't the answer either. And for for Chris, Elgin Baylor, and both great good guesses. I mean, at least the Kobe Bryant one was. <laughs> I'm not sure about Bill Russell. But uh Wilt Chamberlain. <laughs> you should stick with that one, I think. <laughs> I think you'd be great with that one. But uh, Peter, you picked Elgin Baylor and LeBron James. If you can, yes. If you verify that. Uh, so so Elgin Baylor, um, unfortunately, he's one of those players that did not win uh, the NBA championship. Um, he actually retired the season the Lakers went 69 and 13 and won the really? championship. But he retired nine games into the year. Yeah. He, oh, his, his past Elgin. Two years, Two years were just injury riddled, and he just said, "I can't do it anymore." So he just uh, he retired that year. Um, but uh, and LeBron James, he did have that that huge fifty five point performance in Game One against Golden State, but uh, not in a closeout game. Uh, so the two answers are Bob Pettit, and just recently Giannis Antetokounmpo, just last year, scored fifty points in the oh, closeout that's game. Right. Yeah. See, I was hoping it would have been Rusty LaRue or someone like that, but <laughs> Bob Pettit it is. Uh, All right. Oh, Rusty. Oh, <laughs> Rusty LaRue. Yeah, when, did Bob, when did Bob Pettit do it? Uh, he played back in the 60s. Uh, I want to say 67, but okay. uh, don't quote me on that. All right. You heard it there, guys. Quote Alex on that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Alex, we always love your trivia questions, man, and we look forward to today's. I uh, cannot wait to find out what that is. That's for sure. It's another gem. A gem. <laughs> sure. Another gem. Another gem. All right, gentlemen, do we have any corrections or were we perfect last week? I thought we were perfect. We were perfect, as always. Yeah, exactly. Chris, perfection is our name. say anything, man. We were perfect. I don't have any any corrections at all. Fair enough. All right. Well, we are going to go ahead and take an ad break now, you know, for our one ad that we have. So keep listening to Chris talk and we'll be right back. All right, guys, it is time for bruh. It's time for you guys to give your answers and for me to tell you how you are wrong. This time we're going to do a this or that edition. So I'm going to give you two options. You let me know which is correct and why. The first one we are going to discuss is the upcoming NBA MVP. Now, there are a lot of great players currently involved in the MVP race. It's usually around five or six players that are going to be in the final spot. But this year, there have been a glut of big men who have uh, who have started to throw their hat to the ring. This or that, guys, do you think it's going to be a big man or a guard to win MVP this year? 
Chris, Don't go. even talk, Alex. It's going to be a big man, and here's why. Look at the top three right now. we got Embiid, we got the Joker, and we've got Giannis. Those guys are putting up disgusting numbers. Their teams are kicking butt. And that's, at the end of the day, look, we look at the teams that are doing the best and the impact the best players have on those teams. And right now, how do you make an argument against any of those three? They are going, it's going to be a big man that wins this year. I don't see any way that that's possible if they don't. I had issues with the MVP. I've always had. It's always, it's never the the greatest player or the best player uh, of that season. It's always the player who's playing well on a good team with with a good story. And and that's what always annoys me about it because, you know, LeBron, MJ, Kobe, these these players have should have won it more throughout their careers. Uh, But unfortunately, they didn't because of this this bad uh, conception of of the MVP. But you're right, Chris. I mean, right now, the, the centers have been dominating. But in your heart of hearts, who is the one who's exciting you the most? And I'm not even going to let you talk. It's John Morant. He's the one who's bringing us most excitement in this league. I mean, just, just last week, he had this one game with the Spurs where he had... I give you that. He's five, a bulldog, dude. He's a bulldog. He had five highlights. He had five, five wonderful highlights. He had that one with uh, with, uh, with the center throwing him the ball all the way on the other side of the court and somehow getting it in. He had a dunk over uh, the center of the Spurs. And he had, he had a few other phenomenal plays. So he's the one... Who's, who's bringing bruh, fans in. Bruh, bruh. Alex, you are 1,000% correct. John ja Morant is the man to win the MVP this year. The way that he's been playing over these last few games, the fact that Memphis is where they're at, I know exactly what you're talking about, Chris. You've got those three players at the top, Giannis, Joel Embiid, and Nikola Jokic. But if I'm not mistaken, two of those guys have already won MVP, going back to Alex's argument, meaning that they're probably not going to be in the running for it this year. So it's essentially going to be Joel Embiid versus John Morant. And John Morant has got the best story. Embiid now has Harden to play along with him. I'm going to give it to Morant. Next question. Speaking of Joel Embiid and James Harden, James Harden just forced to trade for the second time in one calendar year to go to the Philadelphia 76ers. Previously, he forced the trade to go to the, from the Rockets to the Brooklyn Nets. Is James Harden a genius for the moves he makes or is he a punk? Alex. You know, I'm let me start off by saying that I love James Harden. I, I think he's a great player. I, I think he's one of the uh, in this generation, he's one of the best scorers. Uh, the Athletic had him ranked 33, just a little bit below Dwayne Wade, which I think is where he sh- should be because Dwayne Wade is, is a better all-around player as, player as far as paying both sides. But he's a bitch. I mean, let's just call it what it is. He is he is a bitch. I mean, he's played with Dwight Howard, got in a fight with him. Chris Paul, got in a fight with him. Couldn't work it out with Carmelo Anthony. Couldn't work it out with uh, Russell Westbrook. And when this, I mean... Listen, they didn't play together a ton, but Kevin Garnett, I mean, I'm sorry, Kevin Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving won 13 games out of 16 that they played. And when they were playing uh, together in the playoffs, they were crushing the Bucks, crushing them. And then they got injured and then they lost that series. But- See, Alex, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop you right here, man. So you mentioned the players that James Harden butted heads with. Those players are some of the hardest headed players that were in the NBA and some of the most difficult players to get along with. That's the reason why they were able to come over to Houston. Chris, I want to hear what you have to say about this. He's a punk. How many championships has he won? You know, all these strategic moves he's making. The closest he came was with Houston. He's a punk. He needs to stick with a team and try to get the job done. He keeps blowing things up, throwing little temper tantrums, being a baby about things, and moving on to another team. Give it, give it a chance, bro. You're not even trying. And, and you're, you fake injuries. I'm sick of it. Move on. Shave your beard. Bro. You need to change something up. 
All right, guys. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to disagree with both of you here. James Harden is a genius. He stuck it out in Houston. Alex listed all the different players that he played with and tried to make it work with them. Daryl Morey realized that it just wasn't going to work because those players, like I said, were available for a reason. Therefore, James Harden had to go away from Houston in order to get a new opportunity, play with better teams, uh, play with better players, and Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving. Obviously, that blew up Kyrie Irving's uh, reluctance to get uh, vaccinated, Kevin Durant's injuries. It just was not working out. Therefore, James Harden felt he needed to a new place, and he got his wish. James Harden is a genius bar none. The dude knows how to get it done. Biatch. <laughs> All right, moving on. The baseball lockout has now reached a point where they are officially going to miss games. And that leads me to an idea here that I think really would work out because it seems like a lot of these owners do not care about winning. So I think we need to introduce relegation into baseball. So tell me, relegation for baseball, yes or no? Chris. I mean, I got to go with yes. After watching some super uh, informational TV uh, with Ted Lasso and learning about relegation and the impact that it has on the players, yeah, it might motivate these guys to get their butts in gear. It might motivate the owners. It might motivate everybody to put put the, the best effort out there all the time. No more tanking. No more garbage baseball. And, and I mean, don't stop there. Why not introduce it in other sports, too? I'm in, man. I'm in. Alex? Initially, I was saying yes, but the more I got to think about it, the more I was thinking that, you know, the owners aren't going to change. I mean, they're not going to lower their ticket prices. Fans aren't going to change. I mean, do you really see um, Cub fans or, or Sox, maybe Sox fans, but definitely not Cubs fans moving away and following another team or, or not going to the games? I mean, nothing is really going to change uh, systemically, so... You know, you can you can you can put in relegation, but it, it's not going to change the amount of fans that show up to the games. It's not going to change the amount of money to put into the team, and the owners aren't going to change. They're not going they're not going to lower the prices because the fans are still going to come. They're going to still pay the higher prices. Nothing's going to change. But the whole point is, is that when you go into relegation, you actually go into a lower league. So what does change is your income. And therefore, the owners are going to have to realize that going into relegation is an extremely bad idea because it's going to like, pretty much tank their profits for that year or however long they're in relegation. So the idea is to add eight more teams, make it a 40-team league, have 20 of those teams stay up in the majors, 20 of those teams are down in the relegation league, and that way you have that kind of, uh, you have that situation going. Alex, I, I hate to say it, man, I disagree with you. Chris, you've got the right idea. Gentlemen, we just witnessed an amazing, amazing NFL season by wide receiver Cooper Cup. He uh, led the league in receptions, yards, and touchdowns while also winning MVP of the Super Bowl and doing everything he needed to do to make sure the Rams won that game. On the say, on the uh, on the flip side of the coin, we had Jamar Chase, Rookie of the Year, and the man who uh, who pretty much also got the Bengals back in or got the Bengals back into the Super Bowl after a 30-year absence. Uh, him and Joe Burrow made sure to make it happen. So in five years, who is going to be the better wide receiver, Cooper Cup or Jamar Chase? Alex, I'll let you go first. I mean, listen, Cooper Cup is the best wide receiver right now. It's going to last for another five years. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I mean, his work ethic might be great and might last that long. But Cooper Cup is right now 28 years old. Chase is 22 years old. You know, when Cooper in five years is going to be 33, is he going to be the best uh, wide receiver in the league at that year? I, I don't see it happening. It's that, that doesn't. It's not what usually happens. He's going to be a very solid player probably still, but I don't think he's going to be the top wide receiver in the league. Chase has that possibility. Could we have seen his best year already? Possibly. I mean, that sometimes that does happen. But 
most likely he's going to progress and he's going to be the top player of the year in, in, in the league and, uh, when he's 27 years old in five years. All right, yeah, it's, Chris. Too hard to, it's too hard to disagree with you there, Alex. Jamar Chase is going to be better in five years. Cooper Cup's incredible right now, but yeah, he's going to be 33 five years from now, almost 34. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think that, you know, when I was 33, 34, I would have been able to, to, to put up big numbers. Now that happens. It's, it's human nature. Your body just can't perform like that anymore. Jamar Chase, though, dude's so young. At 22, five years from now, 27, he'd be in his prime. So Jamar Chase, at, at, you, this is you can't even make an argument the other direction. I and if you say so, Peter, then you're crazy. Bro. It's gonna be Jamar Chase. All right, all right, Chris, I'm gonna have to stop you there. There is no such thing as crazy when it comes to hot takes. All right, my friend, there's just hotter and hotter takes. And I'm gonna say this: Cooper Cup is the next Jerry Rice. Jerry Rice kept his dominance into his 30s. Crazy. I believe that Cooper Cup is going to hold on to this. Cooper Cup is going to be the best wide receiver in the league in five years. He has the talent. He has the work ethic. He has the ability. He's going to need a better quarterback, of course, just to keep that level up. But Cooper Cup has the ability. Jamar Chase, amazing wide receiver. I have nothing wrong with that, dude. He carried my With a young quarterback. With a young quarterback as well. But Cooper Cup has shown himself to be in a, a, a tier above any of that. So I'm going to say Cooper Cup. You're crazy. He got hyper-targeted. He got hyper-targeted. Anybody yeah, that gets hyper-targeted like that is going to put up huge numbers. Yeah, Matt Stafford is 34 years old, and like you said, he's going to need to find another QB at that point. That The odds of that happening are very slow. I don't know. They found a QB in Matt Stafford. I think they can do it again. They have to trade. Moving on. Yeah. All right, guys. We just had Mardi Gras pass this Tuesday, and in my opinion, that is one of the better food days of the year. Now, down in New Orleans, they have this thing called a king cake, which is essentially a dyed coffee cake um, that is delicious and usually has a little treat inside. Up in the Chicagoland area, with their large Polish population, we have pochkis, which are extremely sweet and fattening donuts, usually filled with a custard or a strawberry filling of some sort. So I ask you, gentlemen, in this day of food, which is best, the king cake or the pochki? Chris. King cake. King cake because of all the colors. I don't know what it is, but when I see like donuts, for example, with lots of different colors on the frosting, I am more excited to eat that donut than something that just has some powdered sugar on it. So give me the king cake. Yeah, I was lucky enough to uh, be working with someone who's from New Orleans, and every single year he buys a king's cake. And uh, when I didn't actually try it for the first time until I moved to Virginia about three years ago, and I fell in love with it, Pete. I fell in love with it. It is delicious. Whatever cream they put on top, the the cinnamon and, and filling that they put in the middle, oh man, it is fantastic. You got to go with King's Cake. Bruh! I cannot disagree with you there. The pochki, as amazing as the pochki is, it is essentially just a sweeter, more fattening donuts. The King Cake has got something magical in it, and you really can't go wrong with that. Gentlemen, I agree with you both, and that's how we're going to end this segment. This has been... Bruh! So stick around. We'll be back with Alex's Trivia Question of the Week, and Matt gets answers. All right, and we're back. It is time for my two favorite segments in podcast history. Alex's Trivia Question of the Week, and Matt gets answers. Let's start with Alex. Alex, what's going on, my friend? Wait, first first I need to hear my theme music, Chris. What you got? You regressed last week with your performance. So here's what you get. Alex asks questions. Nobody cares. They're usually bad. 
<laughs> Thank you, Chris. Oh, and, and welcome to the show, Matt. <laughs> Thank you. The, the returning champ, Matthew. <laughs> Cannot believe that. that high all week. Awesome. Well, uh, it's March. So March Madness is around the corner. So these are still the NBA uh, Top 75 trivia, but we're going to talk about their collegiate careers. So first question, who has the highest collegiate points per game average at 44.2 points per game? It's multiple choice. A, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. B, Bill Walton. C, Bob McAdoo. D, Elgin Baylor, or E, Pete Maravich. Chris, we're going to start with you on this one. I'm going Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Matt? We'll go with Pistol Pete there. Pistol Pete and Peter. If you need me to read anything back to you. uh, I'm going to have to second that. I'm also going to go with E, Pistol Pete Maravich. Pistol Pete. All right. Mm -hmm. Well, Kareem does have the the most points in NBA history, but not in collegiate history. It's uh, Pete Maravich with the highest points per game average. Good job. Good job, guys. Peter. (laughs) All right. Next question. There are four players from the University of North Carolina that are in the NBA top 75 list. Which one of these players set the school record with 48 points in one game? Multiple choice again. A, Michael Jordan. B, James Worthy. C, Billy Cunningham. D, Bob McAdoo. Or E, it's a trick question, none of the above. We're going to start with Peter on this one. I'm going to go with C. I believe that was Bob Mm -hmm. McAdoo. No, Bob McAdoo was D. C was was Billy Cunningham. Oh, that's right. Stupid Richie Cunningham. Uh, actually, I will go with Billy Cunningham. C. All right, C, Billy Cunningham. Matt? We'll go with Jordan. It's probably wrong. Jordan, we'll go with Jordan. Jordan, it is. And Christopher? <laughs> trick question. E, trick question. Uh-oh. Uh, I'm going to get one of those one time, but it's not today. <laughs> it, it, you, you will be an answer before uh. this is all said and done. <laughs> Bringing James Worthy, but not today, not today. And as as great of a scorer as Michael Jordan was, uh, what's what's the joke? Uh, Dean Smith was the only one able to hold him below twenty points a game. Exactly. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so he is not the one. The answer is C. Billy Cunningham. So Peter takes a strong lead here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I know the last question is <laughs> going to be worth a billion points or whatever, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> That's where I'm going to nail it. <laughs> Next question here. Next question. All right. Who set the franchise collegiate record with 116 blocks? And that's a 4.7 average per game. Wow. All right. Multiple choice again. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Bill Walton, Shaquille O'Neal, Anthony Davis, or Dr. J. And I'll read those again because I didn't say A, B, C, or D. A, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, B, Bill Walton, C, Shaquille O'Neal, D, Anthony Davis, or E, Dr. J. We're going to start with Matt on this one. Bill Walton. Bill Walton. That's a, that's a great choice, Matt. He did, he did it all really well. Chris? 
which means that's clearly wrong. Going with the doctor. Dr. J. <laughs> doctor. Dr. J. Julius the Dr. Irving. Love that nickname. The Pete? man with the ups. I'm going to go with, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Mr. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. A. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Or at, Our, at, as he was known in college, Luel Cinder, of course. Luel Cinder. That is correct. He did change his name in the pros. All right. The answer is actually D, Anthony Davis. Oh, man. It, Nobody it was wanted that answer. I think, I think he had more blocks than teams had <laughs> during that season. A freshman year. He only played one season in college. but Yeah, that's pretty ridiculous. Yeah. All right. Well, Pete, you're going into the last question with the lead here. All right. So this next question is going to be, again, name that player. Mm -hmm. We have a little uh, chat over here. So I want you to type in your name, and I'm going to start reading off things about this player. And once you know who the player is, I would just want you to press enter, and then I'll ask you who it is. Gotcha. Is that for right, just Peter or all of us? No, so it's it's everyone. Everyone's working at the same time. Okay. All right. All right. So whoever you got mine. All right. And is <laughs> no, no. you, you want to hit enter once you know the answer, Matt? Yeah. <laughs> Are you ready? You ready to make your guess? <laughs> <laughs> all right. So is everyone ready here? I'm ready. Got my finger on the buzzer. All right. Here we go. This player won an NC. A double A tournament in the last 30 years. This player set the franchise record with 33 points in a Final Four tournament game. This player was selected to the All Star team 10 times. All right, so Matt said true. <laughs> I don't know exactly what that means, but Matt, does that mean that you want to guess with. with no, I mean, me? you're saying all facts. I am That's saying true. all facts. That is true. All right. This player was on the NBA All-NBA team six times. This player was the NBA scoring champion with 28 points per game. He has one scoring title. This player once scored 33 points. Again, that's 33 points in one NBA quarter. Someone's typing? Nothing? All right. This player was selected to the U.S. Olympic basketball team four times. This player set the Knicks single-game scoring record with 62 points. This player, Pistol Pete? No, oh, oh did you type in your guess, Peter? No. No, that was my okay. name. <laughs> All right, Pete, you are the first one. My guess will be that ultimate Nick... The one who everybody knows at who wasn't all that great, Patrick Hewing. Is it Patrick, Patrick Hewing, Alex? Hewing. It was not Patrick Hewing. Oh. So I read. So you're out of this one, uh, Matt and Chris. You're still in. Whoever knows in these last three statements, feel free to guess. All right. This player was drafted in the 2003 NBA draft. This player played on six teams while in the NBA. This player played the majority of his career with the Denver. But who typed in the answer here? That was me. That's yeah. Okay, so Anthony. We think, anywho, Christopher, <laughs> you got the last question. Congratulations. It is weighted heavily, but Peter still won 
with two questions <laughs> answered. So right. congratulations, Peter. Sounds stupid. You won. Love it. I'd like to thank Alex for uh, making sure I win this week. I want no. to thank Chris so, and Matt for not understanding the rules of the game. <laughs> the you only thing is I don't want to tie. That's why I always rate the last one a little bit more heavily. But if you get two right, I mean, Chris, you, when you won, you won with the first three questions. You got the last one wrong. So it's fair. It's fair. <laughs> All right. Now, question for the fans here. Oh, boy. This player went on to coach in the NBA and retired as the, as coaching the most games in NBA history. Who is that player? Again, this player went on to coach in the NBA and retired as coaching the most NBA games in NBA history. I will put that on Twitter like I did for the last question, and we'll find out next week. Fantastic. Alex, thank you once again for your questions here. I'm not only saying that because I won this week. I am saying that because you are a uh, just a, a gentleman and a scholar, sir. So thank you very much for all that you do for us. I don't know if you guys can tell right now, but we are recording in the morning. So it's a little bit of a different vibe right now. But uh, but let's go ahead and move on here. Let's uh, let's get into our, our next question. Something some some questions that have a some soul, a little little more uh, cosmic sense to them. Matt, how you doing today, sir? Doing well. Doing well. Very Happy good. Saturday morning to us all. Indeed. Got my cartoons rolling. It's a beautiful thing. <laughs> all right. And on the cartoon theme, Chris hit me with my theme music. He's always thinking about his questions. He's mad gets whatever he wants he gets. And he wants some answers uh, from us. Mad gets answers. Boom. All Love right. It. So we're going to start here with more high-level theory here. How would you guys define what a sport is? Uh, that is an age-old question, Mr. Getz. Yeah. <laughs> Truly. I, I mean, because there is the difference between a sport, a game, and an activity, right? I, I believe a sport involves at least two warring sides who have to vie for a ultimate like goal of a championship or a victory in that game. And then there also has to be, for it to be a sport, there has to be probably something at stake. Would you guys agree with that? Yeah, Correct. I think it would have to be like a, a league of some sort that creates a tournament type of feel for a championship or a, or a or something that's at stake. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay. And I would just throw in that it has to be some type of physical activity to rule out chess or something like that. Ooh, interesting. Not to say yeah. that chess isn't, you know, great technical game but it's not a sport how do you guys feel in terms of things like hunting some people call that a sport some people do not where do you guys fall you know i don't know enough about hunting to determine whether it's a sport or not but just off the top of my head i would say it's not a sport i mean i guess you're going up against other hunters to see who can get like the biggest buck or whatever i don't know what do you guys think yeah like fishing for example there are fishing tournaments so i can see where that would be considered a sport and even though it doesn't take, you know, running up and down a court or a field or anything like that, there's still an activity uh, that you use your arms for. I mean, we've all gone fishing together, right? Um, <laughs> kind we're of. not good at it. Uh, <laughs> but were we competing? I thought we were. <laughs> and we all so, lost. <laughs> I caught a sock. <laughs> oh, mercy. <Nice. laughs> yeah, we didn't catch anything on that river, did we? <laughs> no, 
Oh, that was amazing. That was up in your uh, your neck of the woods in Minnesota there too. Yeah, it was. Usually those places are stocked with fishies. Darn Kettle River. All the sporting fishermen caught them. That's, That's their fault, not yours. Yeah. Right, right. Exactly. No, but um, I mean, as far as hunting and fishing, I, I'm not too familiar with the the actual competition of it. So I don't know how much physical activity there is. I know uh, a few of my friends do go hunting and they just kind of sit there, drink beer and, and shoot at things every once in a while. <laughs> so not, not too, uh, you know, have to have too much athleticism or, you know, not, it doesn't involve a lot of physical activity. So to be I would, fair, you can say the same thing about softball, Alex, you just sit there, true. drink a beer and hit the ball, you know? I mean, I guess not on the defensive side, but yeah, uh, on the offensive side, you can't say that. But um, you play defense, touche, <laughs> touche. Uh, but no, I, I would, I would not consider them sports. But again, n- just not being knowledgeable enough to about the situation. That's that's why my answer is that. All right, fair enough. All right, so Chris, you mentioned a thing about like a league. So this is sort of a segue into the next question. You guys were on some sort of intramural basketball team throughout your lives together, correct? Oh yeah, many times. What what were your favorite team names? This isn't really the question, but I'm just curious. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Good and Plenty was a good one. Uh, Mr. Ritz and the Crackers, that was a decent name. The the only one I remember is Good and Plenty, just because not only did we create that name, but we also got the the jumpsuits with that. Yeah. So so that's that was the year Peter it. wasn't on our same team. We no. that was the year that we beat his team. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. me and Chris Simpello ran that joint. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that was that Shout was out more, to Chris that, if you're listening. The Good and Plenty team was more of a summer summer tournament, wasn't it? No, nah, that was during the school year. It was when I was Because I do remember being like senior year. I remember being in that three on three tournament with you guys, and that's when we wore the right. jumpsuits and all that. That was hilarious. Yeah. We went to we all went to Old Navy and got those disgusting those brown, brown and oh, blue. So, so am I misremembering suits? Yeah, I thought yeah. that was a good and plenty year. No, or that's no? we had matching okay. shirts, but not not the jumpsuits. We got the jump shoot, jumpsuits for the three on three tournament. We yeah. carried six people did, we, on that team, and we went all uh, out with the headbands right. and the armbands. Like it was yeah. ridiculous. Yeah, what, what, what was our name for that team then? Was it the three amigos? No, it couldn't have been because no. I was on that team. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember what our name is. I don't know, Matt. I'm sorry. We don't have great answers for this one. That's fine. <laughs> it was just a segue into my question anyway. So let's let's go back to one of those games. Imagine you're playing full court game and you, the team you're playing against shoots, they misses. Chris, you grab the rebound. Sounds fake, but sure. Th- there's about two seconds left in the game. And you're down by two points. You just grabbed the rebound. Chris, in Chris-like fashion, does a glorious hook shot from the other <laughs> side yeah. of the basket. I and can imagine it that. arches so high, like impossibly high, heading toward your goal on the other end, flying through the air, starting to come down, and it lands right about the free throw line. <laughs> and and then bounces up and goes into the basket. What is that? A, is that a two pointer or a three pointer? It's no points. Yeah, it's ground first. <laughs> Doesn't that count? No. no. If it hits the ground first, I mean, if if there was still time on the clock and it went in, then that would count. But as long as I think once it hits the ground, if the buzzer hits, you're done. 
false. I don't think that's what yeah, I think. I, I think it Have continues you looked this on. Up? Not only does it count, it's a three pointer. It's a three pointer. It's from wow. where your feet left the ground. I think you have to jump for it to count. Even if the ball bounces off the ground and doesn't hit the rim. Yeah. Interesting. That's and a, even that's if the ball never already sounded. Pretty sure. Yeah, because no one's touched the ball. No one's touched the ball. I, I I figured it would have counted. I would have guessed two points, but um, no, I'm I'm surprised it is three points. I mean, Fun imagine fact. you just do a regular shot and it hits the rim, buzzer goes off, and it flies up into the air ten feet. Buzzer's already done, and then it lands back yeah. down. That shot still exactly. counts. Still in play. Exactly. And, and I knew I knew it would have counted because I think there, there's been some situations where like um, the team on the defensive side has like accidentally tapped it in and it still counts as points for the player who shot the ball. So, but interesting, different scenario, but I'm just saying, you know, stuff like that actually does happen. You know, here's a fun fact, Matt, in reality, in real life, Peter and I were on a, in a tournament on a team together in college. And, uh, we, we were in a situation just like that. The other team scored and I took the inbound pass. I took one dribble and launched from the other side of the court. As the buzzer went off, the ball was midair, hovering over half court. Didn't touch anything but the net. I drained it, right? And I like lost my mind, and I was whipping my, my jersey off, right? And I'm, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm the greatest player of all time. And my teammates were all like, who cares, bro? We're down by 30 points at halftime. <laughs> But hey, glorious it was a great moment. shot nonetheless. It was a great shot. <laughs> yeah, our, almost our full five, court. Five team did not do great that year. Nope, that was bad news, Bears. <laughs> awesome. So, a follow up question to that: How do you guys feel about making shots made beyond the half court line four points? Here we go again. Ah, <laughs> uh, I. Th- I recall in last week's episode the talk about style points. This isn't a style thing. It's just being rewarded for it being a harder shot from further away. Yeah, I mean, it, to be honest, it, it is in line with what, what Peter was saying as far as distance, right? So it's further further back. Um, so, you know, technically it's a more difficult shot. Should more points be awarded? Um, and and here's, here's why I say no, because I, I don't want that to be a part of the game. Like it's it's already becoming a three point contest. I don't want Bingo. that to be, yeah, to go even further out. And then there's literally no defense. People dribble one one time down the court, and then they took, they throw it up. And it, it won't be a chuck up. I was about to say chuck up, but because they'll probably be able to hit those shots. <laughs> maybe but, not the right. first year. It's 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 put into place, but maybe like the, the third or fourth year, they start be you know draining them at at forty uh, percent rate. So no, I, I do not want that to be a part of the game. Yeah, I man, if, if you're going to do something like that, you're going to have to expand the court, like make it wider, make it longer. Like you're going to have to change up the game quite a bit if you're going to give half court shots that kind of pointage. Um, you're going to need like a soccer field to work on. I think it hurts the the game overall. You'd be watching a worse product. Uh, more players would be taking that shot to try to get four points. There'd be long rebounds. Um Balls bouncing out of bounds left and right could slow the game down. It just, I think it'd be bad overall for the game. So here's a compromise. We'll just do it during the all-star game. Yeah, Agreed. I think Perfect. I, I would go for that. And, and Love we, it. And then and then we could put uh, three-point dunks on there too. Right, guys? Yeah? Nope, shut up. Do that? Oh. <laughs> 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 I had to ruin it, Alex. 
<laughs> All right, here's my next question. A while back, I said that I asked my last football question until I thought of another one. So that was a true statement because I have now thought of another one. And we are happy for that. We are, we had this little debate before about, you know, how to best handle overtime in football. You know, is it a set time? Is it just play until someone wins? And then the question of injuries came up. So I have a new solution that guarantees a winner. A field goal off. You start at like the 20-yard line. Each team gets a shot. You make it, you make it. Then it goes back to the 25 or the 30, whatever. And then each team makes it and makes it until one misses and the other one has made it. There's no winner. Matt, I would only be okay with that if the kicker was not allowed to participate in that event. If only <laughs> like the players that actually played the game were doing the kickoff contest or doing the, the, the field goal contest. I would be great with that. That wouldn't shoot out very long, hockey, right? Yeah. Yeah. I get, I get what the concept is. Um, but I think in, in football, it's kind of the reverse. You want to take, you know, kicking out of the equation, um, especially in, in, in overtime. You you want you want teams to win with a touchdown. You, you want teams to win with those, you know, high price, uh, high profile players, not the kicker that <laughs> comes in and, and kicks it from 40 yards. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, guys. I think it would be funny. It would be comical to watch quarterbacks trying to kick field goals you'd be on the edge of your seat <laughs> but no i don't think that'd be good for the game i'm all about not good for the game today huh my goodness yeah you're coming at this like sports old man. morals yeah, yeah you're, you're uh, like sports you're, chris is the sports mom today yeah yikes Make somebody please think of the sports this is what happens when we record in the morning <laughs> <laughs> and for my last question my question out of left field that part of the show where the only part of the question has to do with sports is that nice little intro there. So my daughter had her birthday about two months ago and we got her, you know, one of those nice nylon balloons, the helium balloons. Of course, it didn't take very long for that to end up on the ceiling. Mm -hmm. And it is still up there two months strong showing no really? signs of coming down. Wow. Okay. What type of Any interest in making a wager of when this thing will come down. Ooh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> See, that's balloons. the thing about Mylar balloons. Those things last, man. That's uh, two months now, huh? Two months going strong. And I'm it, going to say by... Even... Go ahead, Alex. It's not even like slightly deflated. Like it looks like it's, it's you know, just a shrinking up just a touch. It's, it's a smidge shrunken up from its original size. But I mean, it's still like glued to the ceiling. So it's starting to wart. Uh, I'm going to say by June 27th. <laughs> and you're you're not saying come all the way down. You're saying just like come off the ceiling, right? Like start to sink. I mean, I I think once it starts to sink, it'll fall pretty quickly. I don't really see it going like a foot lower and then a foot lower. I could be wrong. That'll be an interesting science experiment. But I think once it falls, <laughs> it'll come down like in that day. All right. I'm going to give it June 27th. I'm going May 3rd. I'm just going to give it three weeks here. Is this like similar to the time when somebody in this room threw a wrapper up into the ceiling at Arby's and we wondered how long it would be there for back in like 2005? Is that still there? Does anybody know? It's probably still there. They don't really clean up oh, much at Arby's. Yeah. 
Okay, just checking. So, so Matt, who, Arby's will never be a sponsor. <laughs> it was an accident, and it wasn't Arby's me who did it. Eat dirt. <laughs> so, Matt, uh, who wins this? Is it who's ever closest, or who's ever? Yeah, probably under? should define that first. I mean, I guess closest. I don't care if you go under or over. It won't be one of those things. It's just pure distance today is when it comes down closest to it. All right. All right. And by the what way, you guys since, wanna since Alex make a wasn't wager? able to give a date, his is March 26th. That is three weeks from today. Okay. Is anything on the line for this? We haven't done anything that's been on the line in the past yet. <laughs> Actually, no, Chris, bravo to you. I did. You've done, you did yours. I uh, took so, my eyes. So me, well, Peter, the, Peter, the Peter and I one. That yeah, have to do. That is that is true. We've done a couple, but I think um, Peter and I have some well, Matt, big yeah. ones to take care of. I think I think uh, the the Matt gets answers questions should always come with a Matt gets answers punishment so, story punishment. Thank you. So yeah, the story. <laughs> so I think we should stick with the storyline. I think we had uh, we had fun with that one. That work for you? All right. So whoever wins, or does the whoever wins chooses who they want to hear a story about? Perfect. Oh, there done we go. And done. Sounds good. So I'm in. What was it? March 26th, May 3rd, and June 27th? That's right. Is that it? It's a good range. <laughs> it's a ridiculous range. <laughs> I'm not very happy with my number now, but hey. Watch, with you'll it. be the one that's right, dude. It's like, we're officially into August. The balloon has not dropped. <laughs> that works, then. You're the guaranteed winner. Yeah, you just got to last out till some point after Chris's guess, like mid-May, you probably mm-hmm. technically, or early June, you probably win. Fingers crossed. I'm like the opposite of the guy who bets $1 at Price is Right. <laughs> $1, Bob. All right, Matt. Well, thank you very much for your questions this week. As always, you've given us plenty to think about, and you, uh, you go enjoy the rest of your day, and we will chat with you later, sir. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Adios. Bye, Matt. Bye, Matt. All right. And that will do it for us here at the Hard Cap this week. Of course, I want to thank my special guest, Matthew Getz, as well as our amazing co-hosts, Chris and Alex. And of course, my name is Peter. And you've been listening to the Hard Cap. <laughs>